Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. As the US dollar extends its rally and as 20-year record highs against most major currencies are broken, what does it mean for investors? How does it impact the rest of the world? Who are the winners and who are the losers? How can portfolios be positioned for the year ahead? Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast series Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. I am Roy Athanasius Ang and today I am joined by Sabrina Choi, a Singapore-based FX specialist here at Julius Baer. Hi Sabrina, now it has been a year of relentless US dollar strength. The dollar index or the DXY has risen about 20% over the past 12 months and it looks like it will continue to push higher as we head into the final quarter of this year. Perhaps you could walk us through what has been going on that has led to this. Hi Roy, thank you for having me. Well, there are several reasons for this, but mainly, the Fed has been on the forefront of aggressive rate hikes. Thanks to the pandemic where central banks have been dishing out free money to prop up their economies, we are finally seeing this liberal money printing come home to roost. Inflation all around the world are at levels not seen since the 80s, and central banks are doing all they can to hike rates to try and clamp down inflation. The invasion of Ukraine by Russia has also resulted in soaring food and energy prices. Russia and Ukraine combined are one of the world's largest agricultural exporters, and the rest of the world depends heavily on Russia for energy. The Fed has been comparatively early and aggressive in their rate hikes, hence this is supporting the US dollar. Another reason is that US dollar tends to perform well when market conditions are very good, when the US is doing very well, or very bad, when the rest of the world is in trouble. This is the basis of the dollar smile theory. In this instance, I think we are also seeing dollar strength due to uncertainty in various parts of the world. The Russia-Ukraine war, China-Taiwan tensions, and most recently, the UK fiscal policy crisis. I see, Sabrina. Now, given the US dollar's prevalence, the impact of its recent strengthening would be felt by not just investors, but really everyone in general, in one form or another. In this high inflation environment we find ourselves in now, Central banks around the world generally prefer a stronger domestic currency to manage inflation. We also see economies with an import dependency looking to cushion the impact of the dollar strength with a stronger local currency. So Sabrina, amidst this backdrop of a stronger US dollar, who would you reckon are the winners and losers? Like you shared, indeed in our current high inflation environment, central banks prefer a strong domestic currency to mitigate inflation. One clear winner in this case will be the US. A strong US dollar dampens the effects of inflation, and this is useful in today's high inflation environment. On the corporate level, if you are a US-based company importing a lot of raw materials from countries like Australia or China, a strong US dollar will clearly be beneficial to you. Or, if you are a multinational company based outside of US that is a bulk of your revenue stream in US, This will be beneficial to you if you convert the US dollar profits back to your home currency. Of course, the converse is true. If you are a US-based company which exports a lot of your products, your clients will find your goods much more expensive because of the strong dollar. If you are a US-based multinational company and have a bulk of your revenue based in non-US dollar currencies, you'll find that you get a lot less US dollar profits after converting into US dollar. The strong US dollar is also hurting a lot of emerging currencies with a high amount of dollar-denominated debt. They are hit by the double whammy of a weak domestic currency and rising interest rates. This may result in the government having to cut back on certain essential funding, like food and healthcare subsidies, 
which could potentially lead to social unrest. An example of this was in Sri Lanka in July, where the people stormed the president's palace, forcing him to flee the country. Likewise, for investors who are not US dollar-based, they are seeing their US dollar borrowing costs soar against their home currency. In addition, the equity and bond market has been particularly challenging in 2022, so we could potentially see investors not only suffering mark-to-market losses on their US dollar-denominated investments, but also higher dollar funding costs. Right, so what can investors do or what should they think about for their portfolios? So, as investors with a global portfolio, it is important to actively consider whether you want to hedge your currency exposure whenever you invest in something that is not in your base currency. For example, very generally speaking, if you as a Singapore dollar-based individual had invested in Nikkei 225, you would have been relatively better off as compared to investing in S&P or NASDAQ. However, if you take into account the currency of the investment, your Nikkei gains would have been massively eroded by the 20% depreciation in the Japanese yen versus the Sing dollar, as compared to the 6% gain in the US dollar against the Sing dollar. So, if you had a view that yen would weaken, by hedging your exposure on the onset, you would have been able to mitigate some of the depreciation in the currency. Generally, currency exposures should be reviewed as frequently as the underlying asset because the US dollar may be king now, but it may not be the case forever. Sabrina, I like that you brought up the point of the US dollar being king. I'm sure one thing that has crossed the minds of most people is whether the US dollar will ever lose its status as a reserve currency. So what are your thoughts on that? Roy, I think it is a very valid question. Being a reserve currency is a much coveted status, since everyone wants to hold it, and it allows the country to issue debt relatively cheaply. If you go way back in history, US dollar was not always the reserve currency. Before the dollars, we had the Great British Pound during the 19th and the first half of the 20th century. It had already lost its shine way before the current currency crisis. And before that, the Dutch Guilder in Europe during the 17th and 18th centuries. Many factors come into play as to how a currency become a world reserve currency. This ranges from geopolitical to size, ease of access and stability of the market. When US imposed sanctions on Russia after the Ukraine invasion, this raised questions about whether there's risk to US dollar being a reserve currency. Russia and China also worked together on reducing their reliance on dollars in an effort to hedge against potential sanctions by the US in future, given their complex relationships. In recent times, there has been talk on separate occasions on a reserve currency alternative to the US dollar, be it the euro, Japanese yen or Chinese yuan. Before the sharp correction this year, even the idea of Bitcoin being one has floated. However, to be a viable reserve currency, some of the requirements include having a large and liquid bond market and an open capital account. Having said that, the US dollar's reserve currency status is something to keep in the back of your mind when making investments. How will your portfolio perform should the day come when the dollar is no longer the reserve currency, or when US treasuries are no longer the nearly risk-free assets they are now considered to be? It may or may not happen anytime in the near future, but it's definitely something to consider, especially when you're thinking in terms of wealth preservation, not just for today, but for your future generations to come. Yeah, for me, and I think for most of our listeners, we've only ever seen the US dollar being the reserve currency in our lifetimes. After all, it has been that way since the Bretton Woods Agreement of 1944. So it's intriguing to imagine a world where the reserve currency isn't the US dollar. 
But who knows if or when that day comes when the reserve currency is no longer the US dollar. So I agree with you, Sabrina. It's something to have in the back of our minds when investing, especially when it comes to long-term wealth preservation for future generations. Yes, exactly. Sabrina, now you've spoken about the events that has led to the US dollar strengthening, the consequences of that, and its status as a reserve currency. Perhaps a final word on how portfolios can be prepared or positioned for 2023? The US dollar has performed exceedingly well in 2022. As we head into the last quarter, it could be worthwhile to take stock and also position your portfolio for 2023. Depending on how things pan out on the global markets, especially on the inflation front, we may see other central banks catching up to the Fed in terms of rate hikes. If this happens, narrowing interest differential between the US and other central banks could see the other currencies regain their footing against the US dollar. Given that many currencies are currently at multi-year lows against the US dollar, this presents good opportunities should investors wish to position for a potential reversal of the dollar strength in 2023. Investors with a large exposure to US dollar assets should also think about how a potential dollar retracement could impact the portfolio. So ultimately what you're saying is FX matters and it's always something to consider when investing as it can have a material impact on your investment portfolios overall. Well, Sabrina, thanks for sharing your insights with us. Dear listeners, now that's all the time we have for today and we hope you have enjoyed this podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Julius Bear, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, take care and goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Bear. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.